what really gets my dick hard is Hi, it's me, David Mustaine, and you're listening to Metal Up Your Podcast. Nice story. Welcome to the Metal Up Your Podcast. I'm Ethan Luck. And I'm Clint Wells. This is episode 89, and coincidentally, we are going to be talking about the year 1989, in addition to 1990. Much like the producers and makers of the show Lost, right. we knew from the first episode that on our 89th episode, we'd be talking about the year 1989. Yeah, it's pretty uh, It's pretty in-depth. Uh, Damon Lindelof actually helped out in producing this episode. Yeah, J.J. Abrams was a consultant, yeah. and... Uh, it's been pretty hard re-engineering the entire show around this one episode. I know, it's crazy. But I we know. did it. Benjamin Linus is on the episode today, uh, The Smoke Monster, yeah. uh, and Hurley's Van, he got started in right. the most boring episode ever. This episode brought to you by, uh, what's the name of the... Um, uh, Dharma? Dharma, the Dharma Initiative. <laughs> Shit, I blew Sponsored that. by Dharma Chocolate. If you're joining us for the first time, we are an all Metallica podcast. Ethan and I are two professional musicians who get together once a week to talk about our favorite metal band, the Mighty Mighty Boston's. Hey man, don't knock them. No, I love them. I love the Boston's. Well, I know the one song. Never had to knock on one. I'm a tr- straight up casual fan. Yeah, the Boston's were great. They were like one of the first ska bands to get, kind of get big. Yeah. Like, no doubt kind of helped. And then Boston's were really that less, let's face it record. Um, but the impression that I get, that song, that That's all a great of a sudden became like a huge hit. Speaking of, I just contributed this awesome Kickstarter. I don't know if I mentioned this on the show or not. If you're like a fan of like 90s ska, there's a documentary coming out called Pick It Up. It's like the story of 90s ska. Oh, cool. The Kickstarter's already over and stuff like that, but they're making it. So it's pretty cool. Like, So the singer of my old band, The Supertones, is going to be in it. Great. Um, yeah, so it should be fun. So for all you skanking ska fans out there. On my vinyl searches this weekend, uh, we played a show somewhere. We went into a record store. Typical nerdy, disassociative type record store owner. Didn't right. say a word to us, really. While I was, he was ringing me up... Uh, it sort of came out that we were there to play a show. I put him on the guest list. He was so grateful that I put him on the guest list, which, as you know, is real easy to do. Yeah. That he let me pick out any record in the store. Really? The record I picked out was Bob Marley Live. Yes, you did. Did you jam it yet? Yeah, but we rocked it on the it's bus. It's fucking cool. Yeah, yeah. I'm loving yeah. it. And yeah, live Bob Marley stuff is no joke, man, because they'll, they'll jam songs out for way longer, and it just works it's so well with that music, vibe. too. Yeah. I know that's not Scott, but you saying Scott made me think yeah, of that. Yeah, but it's, it's still in the same family. It's, it's still, the same tree. Yeah, exactly. All right, so we are a Metallica podcast. We're going to be talking in excruciating detail about 1989 and 1990, because not a lot went on. I mean, shit went on. We're right. going to get down to it. But, but if it was one year, I think we'd only have like about a 25-minute episode. Right. We combined 81 and 82, right? Yes. Earlier also. So, all right. We're going to do some housekeeping stuff. Uh, we're on all the socials. Instagram. We do these live things now that are pretty fun. Twitter, Facebook, Spotify, YouTube. We have a great website, metalupyourpodcast.com. Uh, if you want to leave us a review on iTunes, it's really easy to do. goes a long way. You don't have to do that. If you want to get on the ride at a deeper level, we have the Patreon which you're going to hear about later, but it's the only way to get our EPs that people love. Yeah, exactly. Everyone's ranting and raving about it. Oh, it's, I mean, everyone's talking it's about it. It's the official soundtrack of the Vatican, I'm told. Yeah, that's what, we, that's, uh, reports are coming in, but that seems From to the be Pope, the case. Yeah, so. the, the it's not projected, a projected solid 
solid uh, fact yet, but uh, that's what we're hearing. The Pope has been quoted as saying that he's not as huge a fan of the original recording of Freight Into Sanity, but yeah. he loves your cover. Gosh darn it, if he can't get enough of that cover. I know, for real. Thank you, Pope. <laughs> Thank you, the Pope. Thank you, the Pope. Now, the only other thing before we read a couple of emails is uh, our cover of our Blackened Campaign t-shirt went well. All the people who bought those limited edition Metal Beer Podcast t-shirts are getting them, I think, this week. Yeah. And we've already started our new campaign t-shirts. Which might be our, our best one yet. It's simply a paw shirt. Yeah, someone, a fan has suggested that, and, and immediately the light bulb went on, like, we have to do this. And so, yeah, I did I did a couple quick mock-ups, like maybe four or five different designs, some to Clint, like, which one do you think? And we went with the one that we posted on social media. So They're for sale. You can get them in any size that you want, whatever size you happen to be yeah. in your body. And uh, I, Which, I'm a large. I'm an extra large. All right, there we go. Yeah. There's two different sizes you can get. And it just simply says Paul. Now, what's fun about it is we're not going to make any more after this run. They're only mm-hmm. 18 bucks, And uh, you can just go to our various socials to find the links to them because we partner through EverPress. It's this big to-do. Yeah. But once you get there, it's just like buying any T-shirt. 18 bucks plus the shipping wherever you're from. Yep. And you will get this limited edition Paul shirt. Just imagine as the tour comes up, the boys are about to start playing again. You wearing some of these special Metal Up Your Podcast shirts and being picked out of the crowd by other Metal Up Your Podcast fans. That's right. Like, holy shit, that's a Paul Moak shirt. What'll be amazing, though, is that someone like two uh, podcast fans are at a show and all of a sudden someone in the Paul shirt hears, Paul? Paul? Paul. <laughs> and their name is like Christopher, but they're going to answer because they're wearing the fucking Paul shirt. How many people are going to be saying that? Because people didn't know Paul that much on our Detroit show. That was pretty early on, but though. But this year, when Paul's like doing these live episodes with us at Bridgestone or whatever, yeah. if he's able to, he's going to be getting a lot of that. And he's like a celebrity He now. should be in a Paul shirt, too. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Well, anyway, so those basically are limited, and uh, we won't be making many of them. So go check that out. Be a part of Melody Podcast History. We love our fans. We like to hear from them. We read five emails a week. Yeah. We get a shit ton a week. We're really backed up right now, actually. We are pretty backed up. Uh, but we read five a week. You can reach us at metalupyourpodcastshow at gmail.com. And uh, we're going to dip in and hear a little bit from the community. Let's do it. Okay. All right. Our first email is from our friend Ken Hale. Uh, he says, really have enjoyed the recent episodes, fellas, especially your gear ones. Just listen to the latest and have to agree with Clint that, uh, that Clint needs to check out The Sound of White Noise. He's talking about the Anthrax record. Mm-hmm. Uh, great album. You, uh, also, you guys should check out Stomp 442, a very underrated album that came out uh, right after. It includes some solos from Dimebag. Uh, hope you guys hope to see you guys in Albany from Ken Hale. Are you familiar with that record? I have listened to it. It's been a while, though, I, I will admit. I, I, I didn't really dive in the deep end of that record. but um, It's cool that Dime's on it. Yeah, I need to start going back and listening to some of that John Bush era Anthrax more. Yeah. Because I, I often get stuck in the classic stuff, you know, the, the Among the Living, Steady Euphoria, Persistence of Time stuff. But um, Well, at some point, we'll crank up that big, explore the big four yeah, thing, and that'll, that'll be, be a good fun, excuse yeah. to just go through it. it. Or it could even be just like, a, hey, we're going to explore the big four, Sound of White Noise. Right, or exactly. It's one record or yeah. something. Yeah, we'll do that. Cool. Thanks, Ken. Our next email is from Otto T. Dear Clinton, Ethan, longtime listener, first-time emailer. Roughly one year ago, I wanted to learn more about Jason Newstead. And as a lover of podcasts, I came across your Jason episode. Been listening ever since. Your banter, knowledge, and the quality of the show is admirable. Absolutely love everything you guys do. Like many of your listeners, I have little to no friends to talk Metallica with. And I'm now also t- uh, known for the endless quotes of your show. Mustaine, Torben, and Joyce, and the annoying kid screaming, You don't get it, Dad. <laughs> Which is just me. That's no annoying kid. That's just it's not an actual. My, yeah. That's, 
all managed to put a smile on my face whenever, uh, whenever I'm listening. He says, I'm a musician myself, and I truly feel like your podcast contributes value to the meaning of the music as a whole. What a compliment. Wow. Very cool. He says, looking for your website, trying to figure out uh, if I could directly support the show. I had some trouble with the PayPal stuff, had to fill in a state, and I didn't see an option for different countries to use the PayPal method. Have you heard of the problem before? I haven't heard of that problem. No, I haven't. So if you go to our website, there's a, a link where you can support us via Patreon. And if you don't want to do that, we have like a direct donate button that is PayPal. Right, yeah. But I think you should be able to do it across countries. Yeah, PayPal's worldwide. Use PayPal to buy stuff all the time from yeah, Europe. Totally. And we can look into it a little bit more and maybe even figure it out, but sorry uh, for the inconvenience. But He says, please, I appreciate that he wants to support the show, by the yeah, way. Yeah, thank you. Anyone who wants to support the show in any way, that's always welcome. Every little bit helps. Whatever you think is cool or different or, or elevated about the show really is only possible by that kind of stuff. So... He ends his email by saying, please keep up the good work and never delete that. No, I don't remember. I will not delete it. I don't think we could scrub this shit from the internet even if we wanted to at I this know. point. Like, it's just now exists everywhere. Yeah, it's there. It's like, just right? there. I mean, if, if this podcast stopped tomorrow and we stopped paying the Simplecast bill, it eventually, I think, would disappear from iTunes. But it's most of it's on YouTube. It's on YouTube, yeah. Hmm. So... He says, looking forward to the Dave Mustaine episode as well as the continuation of your dive into the year by year with excruciating detail of Metallica. If you're ever near Nijmegen, the Netherlands, New Jersey, the beers are on me, dudes. Much love and respect, Otto. Wow. I've never heard of that place in the Netherlands, but the Netherlands is an awesome place. Beautiful. Never been. Would love to go. Oh, yeah. Thanks, Otto. Uh, next email is from Casper. Hi, Clinton Ethan. Hello. Uh, I, just, I just finished the Metallica videos part two episode and I have to say I thought I knew everything about Metallica but I really didn't know shit King nothing until it sleep have, have until it sleeps have music videos yes they do I've been a fan since I was six or seven years old and now it's at 17 years of age uh, I get to know that those songs have videos I absolutely have to go ch- and check those out instantly when I get home uh, speaking of music videos I'd really like to hear your music video ideas uh, for songs that don't have videos yet please please give me the good work sincerely Casper Ignatius. 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 Love that last name. Uh, P.S. There was no Paul in this episode. Well, you've already had a couple. There we go. Uh, P.S.S. To my fellow Finnish listeners. Oh, man. Oh, boy. Here we go. Suomi Perkley. Suomi Perkley. Perkley. Torilla Tavaton. Tortilla. Totally. Okay. Let me translate this. Okay. Obviously, we need a translator here. Um, By Suomi Perkley, he means Paul. Yeah. And by tortilla Tavaton, it means he would like a tortilla. With Torben, I think, right? With Torben. With Torva. Okay. My, my, my finish is a little rusty these yeah. days, but yeah. yeah. That sounds about right. Okay, cool. Um, he'd like to hear ideas about four music videos for songs that didn't have them. Uh, I we mean, could probably do a whole episode on that. Yeah, that's actually a good idea for an episode. Yeah. Fictitious uh, videos. We'll save that for another episode. Yeah, we're saving Thanks, that one. Casper. And don't feel bad. I didn't know there was a Mama Said video. I I completely forgot about that until. Also, am I right here? He says he says he's seventeen years old. Yeah, he simply hasn't grown up in an age where videos were a thing. How yeah. would he watch them only on se- YouTube? Yeah, you're seventeen. You're born in two thousand one. So you didn't even know what Humatak wasn't until two thousand nine. For you young listeners out there, you got to try to imagine it. You got to try to see it in your mind's eye. We used to watch MTV. All day and all night. Any free time was MTV. Yeah, it was just music videos. And it, it was just music videos. Genre-specific shows. You know, they had Headbangers Ball, UMTV Raps. It was awesome. Yeah. It was it's, the best best of days. Uh, thanks a lot, Casper. Um, a few more here. Mr. Lucid Zeus says, Hello, Clinton Ethan. What a phenomenon... Uh, says, A phenomenal week of episodes. 
He says, Clint, your radio episode honestly cheered me up during a long, rainy shift at work. That hour and a half went by so quick, and the Danny Malone track seriously hit me deep. That's cool. That's awesome. Even though I haven't seen the Metallica videos the amount of times you guys have, because I'm only 16 and couldn't grow up without MTV. How about that? We We were just talking about that. He says, the episode was still insightful. I don't remember what episode it was, but I remember you guys talking about doing revisited slash standalone episodes on great albums that other bands besides Metallica have made, and I love that idea. If I can make a suggestion for those episodes, though, it would be to bring a guest on when you talk about the album you choose. I think it'd spice up the convo if a third person could talk about what the album means to them, or maybe even bring Paul to talk about an album he's produced. I don't know. I'm just spitballing here. Thanks for the free podcast. If you're ever in southern Alberta slash Calgary area, you got some ice cold pops on me, Jeremy Collier, or Collier. Collier. P.S. I've been listening to a lot of Reddit Sleep Peppers lately and wonder what you guys think about John Frusciante as a guitar player. He's one of my favorites ever, but that's just going by my untrained ear. Thanks again. I think John Frusciante is incredible. Great. He's so, an insanely good guitar player. He He's unique. He only really sounds like him. Mm-hmm. And I think his box, his bag of tricks is unique to him. Yes. But he's the sound of that band. He really is. The, the, the current guy they have playing for him, who kind of looks like a mini John Frusciante, really does a good job of emulating his parts, like pretty perfect. Yeah. But I mean, Frusciante is one of the, he's such a creative writer with his guitar parts. He's also done like 12 solo records or yeah, something crazy. Yeah, and they're kind of far out. They're real far out and trippy. Um, but he does a lot of beautiful, like, um, I mean, his work on Blood Sugar Sex, Sugar Sex Magic, I know, the guitar totally. playing on that is so... Oh, yeah. Like, learning that clean part to Under the Bridge was it's not, a huge... not that easy. No, it's really interesting. And even Give It Away's got interesting stuff. Yep. Uh, Breaking the Girl. And keep in mind, too, on the, on most of the records, especially for Shante stuff, there's not a lot of, there's no, not a lot of overdubs on this record. No. It's drums, bass, and a guitar. The only thing that I know that he did a lot of overdubbing on is... You remember that double record, Stadium Arcadium? Yeah. Which that's the weirdest title ever. I know. But he did a lot of really great layered background he, he vocals. On that? Yeah. Okay. Well, that was his last record. Right? Yeah. Okay. It was. It, a, sorry. Go ahead. Well, I was just gonna say, but just in general, I've always loved his guitar playing. Yeah. yeah. It was a huge like when you when he left the band and then old Dum Dum uh, Navarro came in. One hot minute. He did one hot minute. There were some cool songs yeah, on there, but airplane. It, but it wasn't it wasn't the Chili Peppers. Yeah, it's, it sounded weird. Then Frusciante comes back and they do Californication, and, and you can instantly tell like Frusciante's back. Scar tissue, like I, oh, of that course, sound. Yeah. That's Even the By the Way sound. record is a lot of great yeah, stuff. Yeah, By on the there. Way, cool. yeah. Standing in line to see the show tonight, and there's a light that was gorgeous. <laughs> All right. What Thanks, else does he say anything else? Oh, he talks about us having guests on for other albums. Yeah, that'd oh, yeah, be, be cool. Fun, yeah. Maybe a Paul. Uh, all right. Last one. Our last email is from Kim uh, Engberg. Hello, my two fellow metalheads. Hello. 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 Um, I just want to congratulate you both on creating the best podcast in the history of podcasts. Wow. Aww. I really feel like a fly on the wall when you guys uh, uh, when I have you guys in my headphones talking about Metallica. While working a 10-hour shift, it's really cool to find out that there's guys out there who are just like me. Total Metallica nerds, and I fucking love it. Uh, keep up the good work, guys. And P.S., please give my regards to the Hulkster, um, whose music uh, sucks, by the way. Whoa. Uh-oh. We'll get to that. Uh, and if you're ever in uh, Randers in Denmark, beers and drinks on me. See you soon, bros. Much love and respect from Kim. Ember. I think we ought to let our listeners decide after hearing a little uh, Hulkamaniac music. Yeah, um, should, uh, should, what track should we play? Um, I don't know. We'll just pick a different one. Well, we so usually p- do. I want to be a Hulkamaniac. Yeah, that or Hulkster in Heaven. Or Hulkster in Heaven. But is there a third one? The Beach Patrol. Beach Patrol. One? Beach that's a good Patrol. one. Let's do that. Yeah. All right, everybody, you decide. Is the Hulkster's music suck or not? Here's a little bit of Beach Patrol. I got something to say about this, brother. 
was walking down the beach, looking for some action. Had my radio set on a rap rap station. Saw a girl in trouble, a sticky situation. She wanted me to give her mouth to mouth. Well, there you have it. I mean, I feel like it's basically Injustice for All, Beach Patrol, Black Album. Yeah, I think, yeah. That's my personal I mean, the Wrestling Boot Band, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they, uh, you know, played some of these dates coming up with the boys. Yeah, I know Jim Jim Brewer's opening some of the shows, but I, there are some slots available for the, the boot. Yeah, the, 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 Hulk Hogan and the Wrestling Boot Band. The Wrestling Boot Band, yeah. yeah the Bootstrap Wrestling Band. All right, well, cool. Well, Kim, thanks. thank you. Thank you, Kim. That was the email. Send us an email, show at gmail.com. It's that easy, and we might read it on the thing we do. Yeah, just like that. All right, let's get out of here. Bye. Hey, this is Ethan and Clint from Metal Up Your Podcast, and we want to talk to you about something we love called Patreon. That's right. Patreon is a way for fans of the show to give back to the show to donate money that uh, helps us in quality and content. And not only that, but we've actually come up with all sorts of fun incentives to give back to you for supporting the show. Exactly. For instance, if you donate $5 or more, you get access to Cover Our World Blackened, which is the official Metal Up Your Podcast Metallica cover EP. That's right, and that's the only way to get it. In addition to the EP, we also give you priority email access, meaning we'll read your email first on the show. We give you early access to Patreon-exclusive merchandise, Patreon-exclusive giveaways, and any other side projects Ethan and I might be involved in. There's all sorts of things you can look at on there and you can donate to. Go check it out. Patreon.com slash Metal Up Your Podcast. How do you spell that, Clint? P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Metal Up Your Podcast. And if you really think about it, $5 a month for an entire year, that's really just like a cup of coffee a month. So go check it out. Thanks, everyone. Peace. Adios. Okay, 1989. <clears throat> 1989. <laughs> I love doing that. I don't know why. It's so stupid. It's like I'm about to start drunk history or something. It's pretty good. It makes me laugh the every time. It was 1989. Well, put another shrimp on the barbie in 1989. The day was January 3rd, the month January. The cat? noise in the background? My friend's cat scratching <laughs> friend's something cat. he shouldn't be. So nineteen eighty nine. So we combine these two years. We're going to go through. You'll kind of see. It's an interesting time for these people. Oh, I, I brought notes for you, by the way. Oh, I guess I've got, you don't I, need them. I, I printed them. Um, where's the top here? What? <laughs> it's a cat. That, hey, I'm sure listeners can relate if you have a cat. If you put a piece of paper down, the cat will lay on it. That's yeah, what yeah. they do. They're so, like attracted to the crinkle crinkle. There's a, a piece of paper on that chair that I spilled a little bit of water on, so it was drying out, and the cat found it, and now it's crinkling on it right now. <laughs> okay. Whatever. Well, so, okay, let's start, we'll start off 1989 with a bang here. January 3rd, the boys play a spastic children gig in Oakland at the Omni, but I, which to me was like, oh, okay, cool, spastic children. They usually do that in the winter when it's slow. They're right. home. But then I thought, there's no Cliff, and he was the bass player in Spastic, spastic Children. Right. So I'm guessing Old Newstead played. He must have, or maybe one of Hetfield's other buddies. Which you can find, um, you can find this show bootlegged. Yeah. I didn't listen to it, and I couldn't find any notes about who played bass, but right. I think, I think I'd imagine it would be Jason, right? I don't know. You would think they maybe would have retired the Spastic Children after You Cliff would think, died. but I don't know, maybe, or who knows, maybe it was the way James felt Maybe to, they really needed it. Yeah, pay tribute or something. Uh, January 10th. Uh, the one video is released. We talked about that, of course. Yep. The, in December of 88, when they recorded or when they filmed the video for one, their first music video ever. We also covered that in depth on our part one series of their music videos. Yes. 
the cultural and historic significance of mm. them making the video, and it went number one on TV. Yep. Blah, 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 blah. A, a, a young Ethan Luck, terrified at midnight watching this. Right. Yeah. But, Many people. But hey, that's that's where it all began for me with Metallica. So. The B-side, of course, was the cover of The Prince by Diamond Head. Numerous versions released in Europe, including live tracks recorded in Dallas, as well as the four-track demo, which that's exciting to that's hear. That's very cool, yeah. I'm sure that'll be included on the Justice box set. Yeah. I can't wait for that. But we've yeah. all heard that a million. Yeah, uh, someone someone said today unofficially on our Instagram page, maybe some insider info, maybe not, that the box set will be released November 2nd. Cool. I'm, I mean, I'm guessing they're probably going to announce it soon. Yeah. I mean, that's only a couple months away, and they're yeah. about to start touring in, what, like eight days? I'm pretty stoked about that. Now, uh, January 11th through February 19th, the Damage Just- Justice Tour continues on with Queensryche opening, which Queensryche was another Q-Prime band. Mm-hmm. And this is during their Operation Mindcrime. Silent lucidity. Someone recently was like, you guys really should listen to more Queensryche. So we'll just add that to the list of everything we should listen everything to Everything we should of. just should do. <laughs> um, we do have a lot of shoulds and shouldn'ts. Man, I didn't even think about this until uh, looking through the tour dates and then seeing your notes. Because you also put it, a couple cities they were on. On the show's tour, Knoxville, Memphis, Birmingham, New Orleans, Waco, lots of Texas states, Oklahoma, Arkansas, Florida, Georgia, Line, oh, North boy. Carolina, Canada. Um, I'm pretty sure our mutual friend John Davis was at the Knoxville show in the oh, name cool. of Justice. Because I remember him telling me he saw the Justice tour. And he's from Knoxville, so... That's awesome. The, if my the, math is correct, then... <laughs> well, if I had two and two and two and two makes seven, but you take care of the remainder and blow a six of that, yeah, then I reckon John Davis did it. I think he did, man. The Knoxville uh, Arena. The, um, the Joel McIver book that I was looking through today, kind of around this era, suggests that the boys actually spend a few days before that show rehearsing in Tennessee. Ooh, I wonder if they're actually in Knoxville or they're in old Nashville. Maybe they were at SIR. Maybe, maybe. they were at Soundcheck. Maybe. Maybe they were in, up my butt. Maybe they were in your butt. I was yeah. going to say that. You'd be Even though I lived in California back then, but you know, yeah. I was like 11. But. They were busy, man. So they were kind of hitting a lot of the Midwest. They, I mean, they did like 10 dates in Texas. They they did like small markets too. Lubbock they were doing like, and like A and B markets. El Paso. Like, yeah. It was their first headlining arena tour. Yeah. Crazy. Uh, January 22nd, while they're on tour, the one video debuts on MTV. We've talked a lot about that. Yep. That must have been fun while they were on the road because, you know, what happens with us, at least, without a video, we have a single out right now that's doing pretty well and going up the charts and all yeah. that stuff. Is We're starting to see it shows. At shows, we can see that the single is taking effect. It's working, yeah. Uh, the demographic of the crowds are changing. The venues are getting a little bigger. Mm-hmm. People are singing the new song more. Awesome. I imagine for them on another level yeah. that they have already booked the tour. They're already selling tickets. But just the frenzy post mm-hmm. the video. Yeah, it's their very first video they've ever had on MTV, and kind of interesting back then. It wasn't. It's not like they could just like get on their iPhone real quick and watch the video. Like I'm sure, obviously they saw the video when yeah. it was final in the final edits. But if the, you know that exciting feeling, like oh, I want to watch my video, yeah, on catch TV, it on TV. They'd yeah. have to wait to get to like the hotel and turn right. on MTV and just wait. It was probably the a really big turning point for them too of getting recognized in public because mm-hmm. people saw them in the video. Yep. So, okay, so February 22nd is notable. This is when they performed the song One on the 31st Annual Grammy Awards at the Shrine Auditorium in L.A. They were, of course, nominated for Best Hard Rock Metal Performance Vocal or Instrumental. How about that for a fucking mouthful of a category? Best Hard Rock Metal Performance Vocal or Instrumental for the album Justice that they, of course, infamously lost to Jethro Tull's Crest of a Knave. Crest of a Knave. A knave. (laughs) 
Uh, and they wanted to add the sticker to the album that said Grammy Award losers. They took it. They Amazing. took it on the chin. Oh, yeah, they totally did. Yeah, and I think the next the next year uh, when they played the where they came back into the Grammys. Or I'm sorry, it was during the Black Album. I remember Lars thanked Jethro Tull for, for not, not putting, putting anything, a record yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there was a Mick Wall interview with Lars where he's kind of talking a little candidly. Like they were all they kind of pretended like they were too cool to win the Grammy anyway. Like right. uh, whatever. But Lars says something like, "Look, let's face it, they fucked up." <laughs> and he was like basically we could put out a record every year through the 90s and we might win a Grammy because they know they fucked up so bad by not giving us that one yeah over Jethro Tull and it's it, that's interesting to me because when you think about them winning a Grammy for Better Than You yeah and winning a Grammy for Stone Cold Crazy yeah it's like they it's like the Academy were like oh shit remember that one time in 89 we should give them Grammys for weird songs yeah when one is a clear Grammy winner yes for sure Justice is a clear Grammy winner to me yeah Black Album stuff you know but there's some yeah well, but then you had them, uh, they lost one of the categories, right, in the Grammys when they were just recently for, for uh, Hardwired. Yeah. That was surprising. Atlas Rise was nominated yeah. and they lost to... Jethro Tull. Mastodon. <laughs> yeah, to Jethro Tull again. Mastodon. For the same some... record, Crest of a Nave. Yeah, Crest of a Nave. <laughs> in a really surprise comeback from 1989, yeah. Crest of a Nave sweeps the 2017 yeah. Grammys again. It started selling that many copies that they just the Grammy committee couldn't deny it. It was just a big year for knaves. So navy that year. What's a knave? A knave. I was just thinking, well, I was thinking like navel, but like it's K N A V E. K N A V E. I don't know. Let's figure out the what crest is. of a knave. Let's be. The year was nineteen and eighty nine. The crest of a knave be was making our, a comeback for our thirty thousand listeners out there. I'll tell you, the crest of my knave is really sore today. What is a knave? Uh, let's see here. A dishonest or unscrupulous man. Ooh. AKA Ethan Luck. AKA Crest of James. a Knave. Crest of a Knave. Wow. Another term for the jack in cards is a subsequent definition. Okay. I am no closer to knowing what the hell that means. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure. Maybe someone from Jethro Toll. Maybe, uh, you know, what's his name? Ian and Ian Asbury. Is that yeah. the guy from Jethro Ian Asbury. Asbury that played the flute. I, I don't know the pen was the pen was penny whistle. Flu. That's their, that's their, what they're most known for. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, I uh, confess I don't. I'm not. Um, a, I'm not Aqualung. fluent. I'm not fluent in Jethro Tolls. Yeah, I'm not fluent either. I just know a couple songs. Aqualung. Uh, maybe just one song. Crest of the Nave. Crest of the Nave. Oh, well, everything off Crest of the Nave, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I just like all the tracks. If you are going to lose a Grammy, though, it's cool to do it in the middle of a tour because they could just immediately put their heads back down into the tour. It because it can almost seem like. Because it's in the middle of the tour, they had to basically take a few days, go to L.A., perform yeah. at the Grammys, and be nominated and, and take off. Lost. Yeah, and I imagine when they went back to these other dates, and they they went back on the road on the twenty fifth, three days later, they probably had a feeling of like, this is the real work we're doing. Yes, yeah, connecting with our fans, promoting our last record. Mm-hmm. Fuck the Grammys. Fuck a bunch of celebrities giving each other accolades. Yeah, I can just see them wearing that hat. Yeah, like, totally. Um, and th- this tour basically lasts through September. I mean, this is a long. This is the longest stint they did. Yeah, it was super long. Uh, they went to New Zealand, Australia, Japan, Hawaii. The Cult is opening now instead of Queensrÿche, which might have been the first seed planted of because uh, I think they were doing Sonic Temple, which it was Bob Rock, did, which right? Bob Rock yeah. produced so that. And you know, I bet the boys went out. The Colts, the Cult were had hits. Oh yeah, they're a great. It's still a great band. So they're opening for Metallica. I imagine the boys, especially Lars, were watching it and saw the power of them and were like, yeah. And Lars even probably had the record and was like, shit, this sounds good. It sounds you know? amazing, yeah, for sure. Uh, June 6th, while they're on tour, Two of One is released, which we've talked about a little bit. It's the VHS home I gotta video. find it. I own it somewhere. 
and it's got the two kind of versions of yeah. one. It is weird though to own a like not that I watch it, but like at numerous times putting that VHS in, and there's just two videos, and that's it. Like a big ass cassette, right? With two videos, like it's weird. nothing else. Well, they did release it on Laserdisc in Japan, so whoa. Well, Konnichiwa. I need to get over there. September 21st and 23rd, the tour is kind of wrapping up a little bit. They did three nights of the Irvine Meadows Amphitheater with Faith No More opening. Uh, that's in my old turf. It's pretty cool. That's kind of a hometown thing for them a little bit. And uh, yeah, I, I, God, I saw dozens of shows growing up there. It's a big venue for the Dave Matthews Band, too. I've been going through a big Dave Matthews Band yeah, thing. It's actually gone now. Oh, really? Yeah, it became Verizon Wireless, and then basically like everything in Orange County... Once there's something that's awesome, all the, the annoying neighbors and rich people complain about it, and they get rid of it. So, so how long uh, how long ago did that happen? Uh, two years ago, maybe. Okay, but so I know that they're reopening another amphitheater in Orange County soon. Oh, cool! But basically, in that area, at one point, it was just a wild animal park, the amphitheater, and Wild Rivers Water Park, which was my one of my very first jobs mm. in in high school, and. Um, it was just nothing but like rolling hills everywhere. Yeah. Now you go there and it's surrounded by strip malls and, and condos and houses. It's and it's totally depressing. So that's how Orange County is, though. It's like, hey, look, there's open land. We've got to build something. Have you ever seen Metallica in a shed? Uh, no, I've just only seen them arena and stadium. I would love to see them in an amphitheater. That'd yeah, be fun. That would be awesome. The energies. Oh, I have. Oh, you saw the Summer Sanitarium tour. I saw them at Lakewood Amphitheater in Duh. Atlanta. Hello. Hi. Hi. Hello. Hello. I'm me. Hello, <laughs> McFly. Hello, Hello Clint. <laughs> um, so what I thought was interesting about these Irvine Meadows shows, so big, you know, 20 to 30,000 seat, yeah. open door, three nights in a row. They played the same set list for every show. So weird. I mean, kind of weird. They, they might have been a little bit green to the size of a thing and they were just comfortable with that. I mean, they've been doing I it guess since, that was their since set. the year before. So, you know what I mean? Like. Been, it just seems weird in a little residency to not. It does seem weird. One yeah. of the things they did do, but they'd been doing it a little bit, is like on the second encore of the third night, they all switched instruments. James played drums, Lars sang, yeah. Kirk on bass, Jason on guitar. Yeah. Maybe, uh, maybe they originally like filmed it for like live shit. Oh, and and then nothing ever came of it. So they that makes so a they lot did, of sense. So they did play the same set every night. That makes a lot of sense. Maybe I don't they know. were gonna maybe uh, instead of Seattle '89, we might have gotten Irvine. Irvine 89. 89. Yeah. Irvine 89. Irvine 89, dude. Because it kind of rhymes yeah. sometimes. Cool. Get it. <laughs> October 4th and 7th, the boys went over to Brazil. Brazil. And did the same thing on night three. They they switched uh, instruments, which I bet that might have been fun to see. I, I couldn't have sounded great. Yeah, it couldn't sound great with large sure, on vocals. Sure, it was loose.com. Of course, loose.gov for sure. <laughs> but... It's it's fun, you know. Well, what's cool is you can actually watch the the October sixth and October seventh of these Brazil shows are fully on YouTube, yeah. courtesy of Full Concerts One Hundred, the user who's going to be on the show, by the way, to he pontificate a, with us about Metallica bootlegs. He has a vast collection of uh, bootlegs over there on the old YouTube. Again, look up Full F U L L Concerts C O N C E E R T S One Hundred. You'll find all that. And that concludes 1989. Not a lot going on. Just Not a lot a ton, of yeah, a lot of road dog in it. You know, what I would like to do before we get into 1990. Might be a good pause and hear. Uh, I just want to check in on somebody. Really, two people, Joyce and Joyce. Right. Well, we have a new segment that we're really excited about, in which Joyce and Joyce both read misconnections. Here it is. Joyce reads misconnections. 
Can you believe this? Hello, how people, hello, hello, Joyce. Joyce, how are you? Who does people communicate through the internet? They, it's crazy. Hello, I, I know. I saw you at the Home Depot. I know. And then they have these misconnections, and they they because they their connections they get lost. It blows my mind that they just go in and they they make a connection like eye contact, and something magical happens, and then they go home. They didn't say anything, and they all oh, just type it out on the internet. I'll Who just does make, that? I'll just make a. It's like putting a note in a bottle, but except there's no ocean. The ocean's the internet. The ocean's the internet's right. Never thought I'd say that sentence. That's crazy. Joyce. Well, let's see what let's see what we got going on here in, in the lovely state of Tennessee. Okay. Uh, well, here we go. We got one uh, at the Tiger Mart in Lewisburg. Oh, that's a good Tiger Mart. I love that I get all my stockings yeah. there. Oh, yeah. I see you often at the counter. You're always, damn it. I can do this. I see you often at the counter. You're always working. Uh, you're always working and give me that special look. Oh, my. Um, do I'm you? a bearded gentleman, much taller than you. I would like to chat with you. I sense you would like that. Hope you see this. I hope he does see this. You know, I do like a good beard on a gentleman. I just like. Uh, I like to have my man not shave for at least five days. He gets the the twelve o'clock shadow, and it grows and it's stubble, and then he rubs it all over my neck and my legs. And it hurts sometimes, but I like it. It was well, it hurts so good. Well, next one this uh, uh purple, purple shirt, cut off jeans. Who wears that? Springfield it says this: Your body is something dreams are made of. You have long dark hair and a short thick body. You were wearing a purple shirt with something about Greek or who knows, 2018 on the back, oy vey. No matter how many times you tugged at the bottom of those cut-off shorts, inches of those fat-ass cheeks were hanging out everywhere. <laughs> I've convinced myself that your heart is just as beautiful as your body. That is the most romantic thing I've heard For today. one second, I thought I was reading The Bard. I thought I was reading Shakespearean poetry. <laughs> I thought I was reading a romance novel. The kind with the, the big Fabio's bu- on the cover yeah, the and, he's, and he, he's, he lets the doves out of his hands yeah. on the roller coaster. Oh, this next one's going to be good. Oh, I can't wait to hear oh, it, Joyce. Oh, PetSmart. I, you know, I Pet love PetSmart. That's why I take my dogs. Underrated place to make a love connection is at the PetSmart. Oh, it's great. You I love take your my dogs. dogs there all the you time. You love your dog. I love my dog. We love our dogs. Who, does, who doesn't? Who doesn't love dog? Jeez. Uh, you have commented on how much you like my dog. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard not to with the dog like Lucius. Lucius know, is such Lucius. a... Oh, Lucius! It's my—he's my one and only. My little Valentino just loves Lucius to death. Oh, no, they're friends. We go, <laughs> they're to dog, dog friends. we go to the dog park. We met well originally. The, 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 they they met at the beautiful dog park in Queens. What's crazy is we're both named Joyce, but I didn't know Joyce's first name forever because I just knew her as Lucius's dog owner. That's right, Lucius's mom. Anyways, I pets my. <laughs> you have commented on how much you like my dog. <laughs> I'm not sure I know how to approach you about this, all this, so I suppose I will embarrass myself this way. Would love to see if you would be interested in just meeting for some fun. Now, honey, what all goes under the banner of fun? That includes, first of all, I think it's fun to go to the dog park. I, know, I, I think it's fun to rub Bengay on my back for six hours. What yeah. kind of fun are we talking Yeah, here? it's a little general. It's a little too general. Yeah. How about some specifics? Let's get into some details. Oh, we got another one here that says, white Chevy truck, okay. Oh, an I-65, my you, favorite. You were driving from Frank, Franklin towards Nashville and got off at the same exit as me. We passed each other multiple times with both of us smiling. I know there's not really... <laughs> it's kind of a British thing. Yeah, enjoy some British. I know there's not really a chance of seeing this, but you were beautiful. I hope to hear back from you. Let me know what exit we got off or my truck or something to let me know it's you. I'd love to take you out, dot, dot, dot. Wow. A true love connection on the interstate. That's great. It, it, it's just, 
I'm trying to go into a British accent, by the way. We have so much in common. You have a car, I have a car. You have a dog, I have a dog. And you both drive the same highway? What are the odds? We smiled at each other, wow. Joyce. And he leaves it so open-ended with the three dots at the end. This next one to the laundromat, I think, is really oh, special, I though. I love this laundromat in Antioch, Tennessee. Beautiful. Um, hey, I saw you struggling and helped. You carry your laundry inside the laundromat. I wanted to get your number number without seeming desperate. Please reach me if you're interested. Oh, honey, I hope they do. I hope they do, too. You know what? All you had to do was slip your number in the laundry bag. Put it, put it in a pair of dirty trousers. Yeah. Or think about having a partner that helps you carry laundry into the laundromat. What a sweetheart. What a sweetie pie. What a cutie pie. Right. You don't want to let that one get away, the laundromat. Yeah. Heavens to Betsy's. Oh, gosh. This one says, I was your delivery driver. It was late last night. You ordered from Peter Pit. Love the Peter Pit. Love the Peter Pit. Uh, the falafel's great there. I put a, I put a, I scoop a handful of green olives in there because I love it so much. He says, you were so unbelievably handsome and sweet. I definitely felt the connection between us as our eyes met when I got out of my car. If this was you, message me and tell me what color shirt I was wearing. Plum. It was mm. probably a plum shit. I'm going to go ahead and say whatever color the Peter Pit delivery shirt is. <laughs> That's sorry to Honey, me. maybe he was wearing a Peter Pit delivery uniform. I'm going to go ahead and say it was red and white and said Peter Pit on it. Who doesn't know this? We're going to call Peter Pit and be like, it was one of the delivery guys and he was wearing a Peter Pit shirt. He was wearing some sort of uniform that said Peter Pit on it. <laughs> All right, what's the last oh, we one? Got one? Oh, it's at a middle school football game in Springfield. Oh, they. Nice looking dad. Ooh. Doc hair, dark hair, medium build guy. We both had our sons playing. I can't, my accent is just drifting. Sorry, everybody. We both had our sons playing, and every time I looked at you, you were looking and smiling at me. Makes a guy feel good. Makes me feel great. Oh, this is beautiful. Didn't get a chance to talk uh, to you, but hope uh, you will see this and get in touch with me. We'll see you at the next game, if not. Now, what I love about this is that we got two dads. Two dads at a game with his sons. I believe it's two dads. I'm just assuming it's two dads. Nice look, nice looking dad. Dad, dark hair, medium build. Made a guy feel good, he says, when he looked at him. Hey, look, I'm a dad. You're a dad. We both have sons that are playing football. Who, who, look, who, who doesn't like We both that? have sons. We both have desires. They both have desire. Who am I to judge? <laughs> Let everyone have their fun. Let everyone do whatever they want as long as they don't hurt nobody. I That's don't care. the Joyce long, way. The Joyces love that way. I'm ready to go get my teeth <laughs> cleaned and waxed. Are you ready to go do that, Joyce? Ah, uh, yes. And I'd love to get um, a little petty or something. A little petty. Who does this? We who, do. Who, who doesn't do this? Who doesn't do it? Well, all right then. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye. Wow, we just heard from the Joyces. The Joyces. Nice to hear that from those ladies always. You know what? They're good people. Yeah, they're good people. And sometimes they break into Ethan and Clint voices, which is kind of funny. And sometimes they break into shitty uh, British accents. What can we say <laughs> about that? I can't wait till we get calls to do voiceovers for movies and cartoons. Oh, it's it's imminent. Oh, it's going to happen. <laughs> Let's. You want to roll on into 1990 like a Let, goddamn yeah, freight train? Dude. Let's do it. Yeah, bro. Yeah, bro. 1990 hey, was come dope. Come at me, 1990. <laughs> 
Well, much like 1989, the boys played a January 8th gig as the Spastic Children. Can they do that now, please? And Every January, I need the boys to get together to get the lead out and to do a Spastic you know Children what? gig at HQ1. In, I'm offering my garage free venue, audience of two. And audience. guess what? <laughs> Trujillo hasn't gotten to do it yet. That's true. Trujillo needs to play a Spastic Children's show. That's Trujillo. That is true, Hio. <laughs> February 21st, they finally, sweet, sweet justice, Metallica wins their first Grammy in the best metal performance category for the song One. For our Spanish listeners, that song is called Uno. And this is where we, of course, mentioned earlier where Lars makes the comment about good thing Jethro told it to put anything out this year. Yeah. As long as Lars starts with um. Um. His head's always cocked to the side a little bit. Oh, I'd just like to thank Jethro Toll for not putting out a record this year. A record. Jim Brewer does a good Lars. He does a great. Well, he, he does a good impression of James. Well, yeah, when we, when we did that Icon episode and put those clips yeah. in of him. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> May 11th, the band play a secret gig as Vertigo with Metal Church at the Marquee Club in London. And they debut The Shortest Straw. Ooh. How cool would that mean to be at that show? Like, you're like, yeah, hey, I'm going, uh, we'd, be, we'd be more like... Oh, mate, I'm going, to see, I'm going to see Metal Church tonight. Hi, hello, and welcome once again to yet another episode of Metallica, the year 1990. Hey, mate, me, me and my friend Tom Quay are going to see Metal Church, right? And uh, this, this, this band called Vertigo is opening, and we never heard of these, these wankers, but bloody hell, it's Metallica. Bloody hell, if it wasn't Metallica, shit me knickers immediately. <laughs> I, bought, I bought all the t-shirts and put them, put them in my boot. That means trunk. <laughs> the boot of the car. What's the- that? So, Metallica more than almost any other band I know this this well. They like these uh, secret shows as other bands. Uh, Foo Fighters have done it quite a bit. Yeah, they've done some secret. Well, they did. A sh- Remember that song they had White Limo. The, the video was shot all in a VHS camcorder. Lemmy was in it. Mm. It's a great, great song, great video. Anyways, they did a secret show ca- under the name White Limo. Right. At the Roxy, I believe, but similar, similar kind of thing. But that's cool that Metallica does over the years. Yeah, it's cool. It adds a, it adds a fun little layer of uh, yeah. mystery to the, to everything. I mean, how happy are you as a metal church fan? Unless there's some like hardcore metal church fans that hate Metallica. Like, fuck, they sold out and got an MTV. Um, May 16th through June 30th, the boys played a handful of European and North American dates, and they ended that run with two stadium shows opening for Aerosmith, which I know is a big deal for the boys. They're big yeah. Aerosmith fans. That's a badass. Yeah, badass. Although. Lineup. For them, late 80s permanent vacation kind of era Aerosmith probably was a bummer for them. Well, kind of, but I mean... Because they were into that 70s hardcore sure. punk rock, you know, like... But I'd imagine at this point, Aerosmith's still rocking a lot of those songs live. Yeah, yeah, You know what I mean? Like, sure. they're... You know, they haven't put out numerous records since that stuff, but I mean, they're still playing Dream On and Walk This Way and yeah. Sweet Emotion all that stuff. Um, so, basically, uh, in May 19th, a box set called The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly was released in the UK... Contained two previously unreleased 12-inch singles with live songs. I'm sure our friend Kent Bell will, uh, if he's not already done a whole post, he, do, he does these posts on the forums of, about his whole collection. Yeah. Because he's got a sick collection. It's awesome. Um, it, this summer is also when Lars puts out his new wave of British heavy metal revisited compilation to celebrate a decade of the new wave of British heavy metal movement, I guess. Yeah. Had Diamond Head and Iron Maiden and all that stuff. Yeah, amazing. I saw him, Are we going to do an episode on that? That'd be fun. New New Average Heavy Metal? Like his mixtape. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Like that'd be a fun way to just dive into that. Yeah, we could give us and uh, listeners like a little glimpse into each band if you don't know about them, you know. Curated by my little Danish friend. We used to smoke hash out of an apple. Out of a hole in the ground. Smoking hash out of a hole in the ground. 
Oh, Lars, just my little Dan. Hello, Danish friend. Hello, pot in the ground. <laughs> September 24th. We're rolling right along, by the way, through the year. <laughs> We're like almost done. <laughs> Metallica is asked to record a cover for the first time for the Rubaiyat, Electra's 40th anniversary record. The most impossible record name to pronounce. Yeah, seriously. In the history of um, hu- the human species. Way to go, Electra. They, of course, record Stone Cold Crazy, not one of my favorites, from Queen's Sheer Heart Attack, and would go on to win a Grammy for it. Yeah, they would. Because at this point, they're giving Grammys out to Metallica no matter what. They're paying for the, the great mistake. Yeah. And you know I'm a huge fan of their cover, Stone Cold Crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember getting this. I believe it was the B-side to the Enter Sandman single. Oh, boy. I'm pretty sure. Let me look it up. If my, if my memory serves right, the single that I bought at the warehouse at the, um, at the Laguna Hills Mall or is it maybe the Michibeho Mall when I was young? Who? What is it? Who? Who is it? Who do you know? Who puts that song on the? All right, B-side? I'm looking. I'm looking. I'm looking. Uh, while we're doing facts and shit, so one big boo boo I made last week is Anton Corbine, who yeah. did the music video for "Until It Sleeps." I mistakenly got him confused with Andres Andre Serrano, who did the cover the the uh, cover for "Load." Ah, uh, so I mistakenly referred to Anton as a sick motherfucker using James's words. Yeah. Um, I want to apologize to Anton. I want to apologize to Anton's family, and I want to apologize to Joyce. Yeah, because she doesn't go for talk like that. She doesn't, and we, and we send our thoughts and prayers to him too. Um, it was so crazy. I'm looking it up. Hey, dog. Oh, you already found it? Mr. Fast Thumbs over here. Okay, so it was Inner Sandman? <laughs> yeah, uh, it was Inner Sandman single. Uh, it was on 7-inch, 12-inch CD and cassettes. Okay. Um, and uh, I, the single had Stone Cold Crazy. I'm, I'm guessing like this, maybe the CD and the, and the 7 or 12-inch. Also had Inner Sandman demo and then Holier Than Thou Work in Progress. Cool. So there you go. You know what you should do for the fans who are listening? Well, let's just put in Stone Cold Crazy. It's a short episode. Yeah. Here you go. Check out Stone Cold Crazy. Check it out right here.
October 6th, they, this is a monumental in the year of 1990. The boys begin recording what would go on to be, of course, the self-titled album, also known as a black album, mm-hmm. also known as, I don't know, couldn't think of anything One of funny. the best-selling records of all time. Yeah, it I, is that. It's in like the top 10. It's yeah. insane. Yeah, it's great. Who doesn't have a copy It's that of this? good. Who doesn't have multiple copies? I have multiple copies. Bob Rock famously said to them in a meeting that he had with them at one-on-one that uh, he didn't believe that they had captured their live vibe yet, which I was reading in Mick Wall's book today, Internight, that kind of mildly offended Lars. Yeah. He kind of saw that as a challenge of like... Well, I mean, gotcha. if the challenge was accepted, then they, I think they achieved that. I mean, I would say... Do you think on, that's true? I would say on like pu- Pu- Puppets. Puppets and Lightning, definitely not Justice, that's a dry as hell record. But Puppets and Lightning have sound similar. They sound big and open and, and you know, there's 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 some almost distance, you know, to the sound where it sounds kind of live. The only other appearance we see in the year of 1990 from Metallica, although we know they were working hard on the record, is uh, on November 9th, they made an appearance at the Hollywood Palladium to celebrate the launch of Rip Magazine. It's weird to me, because I have very vivid memories of Rip Magazine, Hit Parader, mm-hmm. a lot of those things. Circus. Um circus i don't know why but i i can't remember like that happening like i nope. feel like it, it rip existed in in the 80s but i'm obviously incorrect so rip yeah. magazine was awesome well what's cool is that Lars james and kirk jammed with axel slash duff and sebastian bach yeah that's awesome under a kind of a side little one-off performance called they called gack gack which, that's interesting. That sounds like that was probably pretty loose. Gak. Oh, I'm sure it was fun, though. Doesn't Steve Vai have a song called Yayo Gak? Did you ever get into Steve Vai? I, I think at one point owned the Passion and Warfare album, and that was about it. It's a good one. But it's, you know, I think we've kind of, we've, we've mildly glossed over this. Um, guys like that, Joe Satriani, whatever. It, it, it's Paul Gilbert. I think it's definitely for a specific type of person. Mm-hmm that likes that kind of music. I don't dislike it, but I can't really take much more than a few songs of it where it's just like, just show off yeah, the whole time. I it's very impressive. Like, if anybody I would probably listen to more would be like Paul Gilbert. I feel like he's really cool. He's creative fun. and he's hilarious. And, he's funny, yeah. Um, but yeah, I never really dove heavy into that stuff. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm impressed by it. I think it's awesome. But I'd, I'd rather that guitar player be in a shreddy band and with a right. singer and melodies. Like, well, Paul Gilbert had Mr. Big, but like, right. um, and who doesn't love to be with you? I'm the one who, who wants, wants to to be with you. To be with you. Deep inside, I hope you feel it too. Well, deep inside, I hope you feel it too. Feel it too. Well, that's it. We did it. Yeah, this is a short this one, guys. Short we're, one. We're, we're, you know, apologies for those of you who were expecting a four-hour episode. Well, well, we have people who think we go too long. We have people who think we don't go long enough. So this is the short episode will please some of our demographic. Yeah, we're cool. <laughs> Whatever. I, we, we, I mean, this wasn't like planned out. Like, let's make this one forty six minutes. It's just not a you know. There's not a ton of sauce in eighty nine and ninety. It is what it is, man. Yeah, man. 
Totally, man. We do appreciate everyone who's listening. We're having a good time here at Metal Up Your Podcast. Do consider going and getting that Paul Moak shirt so you can yeah. be the cool person at the Metallica concert this fall wearing a deeply inside joke from a Metallica podcast. I might buy myself one and wear it to the Metallica show in Nashville. Um, any other stuff we need to say? Go go leave the iTunes review. Go Do it right now. Hit pause. Go to iTunes. Hit pause just, at the end here. <laughs> just leave with a review. It takes a second. Yeah, it only takes a quick little second. You can do that. Um, the Patreon, of course, is a, a great way to get involved, say thanks, and give back for the show. The yeah. show's free. It takes up a lot of our time. We're happy to do it. But when we get that kind of support, it makes it all worth it. Exactly. Um, Anything else? Anything going on in your world? Uh, main thing right now is just uh, I, sh- I should have my test pressings for my record for on vinyl tomorrow. Nice. Nice. Um, planning on releasing that end of September. All, all the Kickstarter backers have the record already. Oh, cool. I, went, I just basically said, fuck it. These people helped me make this record. They get it way, way early. Nice. All the extra stuff like CDs, vinyl, all the extra rewards I have to fulfill. I still I'm kind of gearing up to do all that soon. So any of the, any of the Melbourne podcast listeners that donate to it, again, I really appreciate it. And uh, I've got a kick-ass record to, to show for it. Nice. Well, cool. Well, we'll see you on the various socials throughout the week. Come yes. have fun with us on uh, Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. We're always doing wacky, zany stuff. So over zany there. over there. Oh, man. <laughs> and as usual, we'll see you on the flip up. We love you all. Thank you so much. Yep. Peace. Adios. If you were our advisor, what would you say? And then I would say, delete that. <laughs>